0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. Uh, This episode initially started off as the East Coast uh, Women's Draft Tournament um, recap, but ultimately kind of veered off into something completely different, which I'm actually really, um, really cool with. So uh, with that being said, I went ahead and split this off into two separate uh, episodes or segments. Um, This first episode is going to feature my quick uh, interview with Abdul Saeed, and then we're going to go from there and move into the recap with uh, Jenny Hodge and Amanda Decker. And, uh, yeah, let's jump right in. Abdul, how's it going, man? Hey, Steve, how are you? Pretty good. So real quick, just in case people don't know who you are, um, go ahead and just give me a quick introduction, who you are, what you're, what you're best known for teams, and we'll, we'll start from there.
1: Sure. So uh, I'm pretty new to the dodgeball scene, actually. This, was, this past season was only my second uh, season playing in the league. I think I've only been playing for about two and a half years, but I play on the East Coast. I'm from New Jersey, and I play on uh, my own team that I started up here. It's called Taken, but before that, I played on Mad Olympus with uh, Tyrell Hayes and Dean Testa. Those are my boys, so we started up together.
0: Nice, and I immediately recognized you for your meme sharing. Um, (laughs) I I thought it was like, for some reason, I thought it was going to be like a... um, a competition between you, Chris, De Jesus, and Eli uh, Moreno. But then all of a sudden out of left field comes Tyrell Hayes and I am just all the happier for it. Like I will never complain about people sharing memes. So first of all, thank you for for doing that. Um always always yeah, branding my, my feed My
1: memes are more so accounting oriented memes. I don't know if anyone like has noticed. Uh I'm a huge nerd through and through and I'm an accounting uh accounting major in uh, college and I work in the accounting field now. So most of my memes are work related, where only accounts would get them. So I, I guess, and then I'll also share the occasional didn't um, kill himself" meme because I think those are hilarious. Uh,
0: yeah, you and Eli are, are um, keeping that alive, which I think is good. But um,
1: oh, absolutely. No pun intended with the alive part. But oh, yeah. I think my my, my, my favorite. <laughs> I think my favorite meme that I've ever shared was um, it was like a list of girls that will have twins in 2020, and then. Subtly, it was there, like, Epstein didn't kill himself. And, like, I had girls commenting, why is my name on here? And I kind of comment back that you guys need to reread this post more specifically in the E and K region to see if you see anything that looked off to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a – it's subtle, but at the same time, if you know what to look for, you can pick it up immediately. Like, wait a minute. This is not uh, – this is out of character, but um, – Moving on, because again, I have this tendency, I know I talk about it all the time, I definitely want to interview you uh, one-on-one and, and get to know you more, especially since you're having more of a presence on the on the scene of dodgeball and just in our yeah. offline conversation. Um, some interesting stuff could come from that, but I do want to shift the focus to um, the women's division and the women's situation sure. in the in the East, and obviously, you know, we'll be joined by Amanda and Jenny later on because they, being women, probably have more of a say and, and a better angle than we would, but... Um, what was your what was your role? So let's talk about this past weekend you had a random draw tournament. Was that what that I was? Did, yeah.
1: So um, in the off season, last two off seasons, I've I've hosted uh, a tournament once say, every month. Uh, I've changed the ball types, you know, try to change divisions, co ed and open. Um, and last year around this time I actually hosted a, a men's draw tournament, kinda of similar to what Tyler Greer did about a year ago. I actually used his form as a pretty solid template, so shout out to him for that. Um, and I got comments, nothing like mean. I'll just, like, just open questions about, well, why wasn't there a women's one? And I kind of thought to myself, well, why wasn't there a women's one? Um, my go-to answer is I'm still very new. I'm o- I've only been playing for two years, so I don't really know the entire region's women. I know, like, That are in the surrounding states, kind of. And then there's obviously like Amanda and and Jenny, but past that, I didn't really know that many people. And the number of women that we have out here, we only have six women's teams, maybe seven. I could be wrong about that. Um, And with the draw draw tournament, you know, you need to have a pretty substantial player pool. For like the men's one that I ran last year, I went through about 100 names to get. Teams worth of players that was the most stressful thing i'd ever done so this year um frankie was awesome frankie Neto, huge shout out to him too he helped me run this um pretty well and we decided to bring in amanda and tasha maven to help in terms of organizing it because they're probably the most influential and most well-known women on the east coast at least up there so that was my thought process is get get them involved in it too because i feel like that's how we can make it the absolute best product that we could
0: gotcha so what um last year uh when you hosted the the men's tournament or the open tournament uh what, what inspired you to do that
1: um I live in a dodgeball dead zone, essentially, so New Jersey has many things, but does not have dodgeball. Um, We don't have any leagues. We don't have that many tournaments, and um, I had been to a couple, and I thought, well, I could try running one, so I started just hosting off-season 8.5 tournaments um, at, like, a local gym by my house, and I had pretty good turnout consistently, you know, 10 teams and up. The point where I had to start capping my um, 10 teams may sound small, it's like a West Coast, um, I guess, perspective, but 10 teams for a tournament out here is is very solid. So we would get like Goat and Tigers, um, pretty solid, you know, elite level teams coming out to play. And then I had like a warm up tournament last year before the 2019 season started, and we pretty much had every team on the East Coast minus Awesome and um, and Anarchy attending. So
0: it was a pretty solid turnout nice so it's for you it's mostly like okay i see an issue there's no dodgeball here i'm going to be really awesome step up and fix that problem by making dodgeball happen
1: yeah because right on. uh, one, one of my personal pet peeves about anything in life is if you complain about something and don't give an alternative or a thought process to how to solve it so i could have just you know sat here and wait how do you feel about cursing i'm sorry like uh, don't curse, right?
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I definitely yeah, try to okay. bleep or mute that out. So thanks.
1: Yeah. So, um, uh, I guess I'll pick up again. So I could have just sat around and complained that, Oh, why isn't anyone hosting any tournament? Um, and like, it's a joke amongst me, Tyrell and Dean that like, I'm like team manager, team accountant, team lawyer for some reason. I don't know the <laughs> third one, but I, I have experience, you know, running things. Might as well just try to see if I can put that into a dodgeball scene. First tournament was, like, a complete nightmare. I'm not going to lie to you. It, things were all over the place. We were running behind schedule. But the more I did it, the more refined it got. And I want to say, uh, on the East Coast at least, I've almost monopolized off-decent tournaments in a way.
0: And obviously not in, like, a, you know, vindictive, malevolent way. You're just people are looking to you as, not like, to, okay.
1: Not, not even to be a jerk. It's just yeah. – People have things going on in their lives, you know. Kyle Roth uh, and I are going neck and neck right now in terms of off-season hosting. I'm gonna have to sabotage one of the tournaments here or there. <laughs> oh, um, kind uh, of teach him who runs things on East. But yeah, no, it was just an idea of we have no dodgeball here. I tried to set up a league, but I, I kind of fell through on that one. That's gonna that's a future project. But yeah, at least start small with tournaments. You know, get people out here. And like I
0: said, we had great turnout, so it was always a fun time. Nice. Yeah, I like what you said, man, about being uh, you know, part of the solution, um, not part of the problem, or just griping for lack a better lack of better words, as to why things aren't happening. Um, because that's what it takes. It takes somebody with the initiative, the know how, or at least the 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 guts to give it a shot. And then after that happens, you for know, sure. people start helping out and things start to fall into place. So that's awesome, and then going back to working on the solution, so you said you got hit up by um like I think you said some questions and and some women say like, "Hey, how come there isn't one for women, so you in turn made that happen um how was how would you gauge the success of that overall just the, um, the this past weekend?
1: Yeah, sure, I think it was a huge success, you know um it was only sixteen, and I say only. But I still think that in of itself, we were able to match the number of teams we have on the East. I think that's like something to take note of. Um, we were able to host two divisions, uh, no sting and foam. And it was the most fun tournament I have probably organized. I would say it, it may have taken it from the men's tournament last year when I was organizing that one. I had a lot of fun putting this tournament together and then just being a part of it, start to finish, was was an awesome experience. So I definitely rate it as like a, like an A plus success.
0: Nice. In terms of impact for for the women's division in, in division in the East in general, I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, from what I've caught. It could be wrong. Could have changed a little bit. But it seems like there's a lot of. Um, uh, a lot of discussion for lack of better words on this transition from four to two to three V three for the co-ed aspects. Was this something that you were trying to like help out with or like, was it just more than, you know, just one event for one division or.
1: Kind of, Uh, I I say kind of because, well, you say discussion, I'll, I'll say, I think it was like controversial at first when it was released um, on the East. Uh, especially I feel like people were talking about it a lot. I've gotten messages from maybe five or six different people uh, saying, because last season we had, I think, 20 no-sing teams um, in that division. And now I've heard some people say, well, we're not going to have more than 10. We're not going to have more than 11. I don't think it's going to be that drastic of a drop. Um, But the goal was to show, I guess, and just kind of like hype up the women of the East. You know, um, traditionally, uh, you've heard it before and and I've heard on other interviews that you've done on here is when it was four two, you know, a lot of, a lot of women weren't treated as players. It was more so bodies on a court. Uh, just so like, and they would go out of their way to try to find someone, even if she just walked off the court right after, because I think the penalty was, if you didn't have two girls, get to start another guy down as well. Correct. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I mean. When you're, when you're looking for, for women as a placeholder or, or a body on the court, you're not really helping the sport in of itself. And, and initially, I'll be 100% honest, I'm not crazy about 3-3. Three, three. Um, you know, it was hard to find two girls last year on the East. Um, this year, I'm not even playing co-ed. I'm going to try to help if, if I'm needed in terms of running the division itself. But I think it's the right step for us to take for it to be truly co-ed. You know, three-on-three, they're an equal contribution on the court. Nothing that they weren't before. There were, there were some women. I've, I've seen like footage on Matt Levine in this instance, where I just watched footage from different regions. And there were some absolutely amazing players out there, um, West Coast, North, South, wherever you have it, that could go head-to-head against any guy on the court and take them down. You know, So definitely the goal was to try to make um, women on the East I guess more appreciated is, is that like an okay term to go with?
0: Yeah, I, I'm not sure, and that, that's kind of one of the reasons why we're going to have uh, Amanda and Jenny uh, joining the discussion later on because I, I want to know what that word is and if it was uh, mission accomplished. Um, you said equal contribution. I think you meant maybe more equal presence because like four men, two women. Um, obviously, that's that's not equal. But then you do three v three. Yeah,
1: yeah that, that's what I meant.
0: Yeah, because I know what you're getting at. They're, they're definitely. on the
1: other side of the mic.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I, t- I totally. Uh, I, I knew what you were getting at. But um, I think, in terms of like appreciation, I, I think it's more just, you know, you are giving people, you, Tasha, Frankie, everybody that helped out, provided another opportunity for, for women to be noticed and given that spotlight and be seen. I think that's probably like more exposure would be the word I would use because it gives them a chance to. Yeah, and- go ahead.
1: In terms of, like, exposure, um, I think, uh, I'm, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure this this tournament that we hosted because of, like, commitments and last-second dropouts, every team had one player that had only played, like, rec dodgeball. Like, they had been brought in from their friends and were convinced to try out this tournament. Um, they came straight from a rec league and hopped right into a tournament with, You know, thirty-six of the most competitive women, or just competitive players in general, in the region. You know, right. So I think that's a, I think that's a huge step. You know, even if it's just six of them, that's only six people if you think about it. But that's six more people that could be playing co-ed. That's two teams right there. Yeah.
0: No, it's um. You you never have it. You can never tell like what impact you're gonna have if you get one person interested. Because if you get that one person interested, um they may in turn go get their friends to play. They may find the next, you know, Jenny Hodge or the next, uh, Amanda Decker, or they might start a league of their own. They may become like the next Ashley Guevara. Cause in her case, she's starting a team and has become a captain and has been introducing people to the sports. So you say six people, um, but you really can't tell where that's going to turn out. As long as you, you know, in the sense of field of dreams, if you build it, they will come. You have that mentality or attitude. Um, you, you provide the platform, you provide the exposure, and then you let um, you let the rest kind of take its course. So that's really awesome of you to, to do that. And anybody in general that that has that approach. Um, because we can whine on, on the threads all we want about how Dodgeball isn't where we want it to be. Or you can do something about it. Um, and it can be as simple as uh, reffing, volunteering. It could be, like you said, reaching out to Tasha and Amanda and helping you uh, produce this strong women's-oriented event. Or you can even host the event yourself. And... Or even go as high as you know, um, people like Jake Mason and Mark Acom, where they're really making stuff happen. So, it's it's yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, any action is going to be better than complaining on the threads. Um, and I'm not singling anybody. I'm not attacking anybody. I'm just saying, like, I I appreciate that mentality that people have. It's like if you want change, freaking make it happen. You know. Um, yeah, like I said, okay.
1: like that's just one of my biggest pet peeves in general. Like not like boring dodgeball. You know that that like mentality can be applied for anything, um, they tell you as like a staff one accountant, if you come to me with questions, I expect to, I expect for you to have answers to your questions, I don't want you to just come and want to be spoon fed, you know, right? Uh, you definitely want to have an idea, even if it tanks completely, this drop could have absolutely tanked one way or another, you know, uh, we were at the point pretty much where if one person ended up dropping, we might not have been able to hold the entire thing, Oof. but... You know, I was determined to make this happen. I actually lost my initial venue two weeks before uh, the tournament was supposed to happen. That was like some really shady stuff happens. Not enough time to get into it, but I called—I want to say maybe 30 venues within a 50-mile radius of where the initial place was—and I was able to find one place that would able that was able to accommodate us within two weeks.
0: Man. Yeah. And, and there's a flip side too. It's like, it's definitely not easy to be part of this change because you have to deal with a whole slew of new problems that were never introduced into your life to begin with. Um, most people just want to pick up their, you know, their knee pads, their shoes, play some dodgeball and go home and, and that's it. But you know, when you, when you mm-hmm. decide to take on, um, uh, more responsibilities, you're dealing with, um, stuff that wouldn't would never concern, uh, most people out oh, there. yeah. So that, that you is a,
1: hours into prepping this easily, you know, between schedules, and um, like allocating budget, like ordering the balls in. Just there was a lot of work that went in behind the scenes that people don't end up seeing. But, you know, afterwards we got so many messages and throughout the day just, you know, appreciation, just comments left and right from everybody saying, you know, thank you uh, to Frankie, to Amanda, to Tasha, to myself about hosting it because and that kind of makes it all kind of worse. It gives me a little fuzzy feeling on the inside.
0: Yep, the warm and fuzzies, man. I know, I know all about that. Um, so, so you just kind of shouted out two people or three people: Frankie, Amanda, and Tasha. Um, is there anybody else that comes to mind that obviously you couldn't do this without, or any but like teams or players that just kind of stood out from a, you know,
1: like yeah, High sure. level perspective. So, so this is gonna be a bit of a drawn out thing, but shout out to all the captains for for you know stepping up. Uh, and being those leaders in the community that we needed. So Jenny, Tasha, Amanda, you guys are all awesome. Uh, Shout-out to all the volunteers, actually. We had a lot of people uh, the day of come out to either support or ref or help in any way they could. So Jeff Juvenko was huge in that. Nice. Chris Delinsky and Matt Gio were there. Um, those were just huge. Colin, uh, he, was a, a, he was originally an uh, organizer as well, but, you know, he got busy with life. Can't hold it against him. He's still my boy. Uh, still showed up to help ref. And uh, Adam Meyer as well, you know, came out, helped out. And then Tim Smithen probably gets one of the biggest shout-outs ever. He helped me find, within two weeks, the venue. And the day of, he had no reason to do this. Uh, I think it was the day off, too. Showed up, helped me, like, set up the courts, bought tape when, I, when he didn't need to. Um, and would not accept a dime from me in terms of like comping him back. That I feel like one of the nicest things anyone's ever done for me.
0: Nice. And that's, that's, you know, going back to all the problems that you'll expose yourself to. Then you also at the flip side, get more help than you ever thought you would from other people just because it brings out that better part of them. So that's cool, mm-hmm. man. Um, for sure. yeah, that just shows, you know, people are, are best are invested into this, this thing we call dodgeball and the community overall. And, um, yeah, we just, we just need more of that to get to where we want to be. Um, so I think that's, that's pretty much all I have. Um, I know I did post, uh, just kind of as a heads up, to anybody that might have been waiting for today, Friday's episode, that's going to be pushed back to tomorrow. Um, but I did manage to get, like, one comment slash question from Sergio that uh, might actually apply to everybody. So I'll ask you first um, as a final oh. thought. But um, here it goes. Though a week or so removed from the women's draft tourney, how has it set the tone for co-ed going forward in the East? Um has it spiked more interest for coed as a whole, and can it be supported? So, good question there, Sergio.
1: Right, so I, I guess in terms of spiking more interest uh, for co-ed, I think honestly the best way to figure out the answer to that question is when we show up to round one, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, hmm. There's gonna be a slight drop in teams, it's gonna happen, uh, but the, I guess the incentive or um, the motivation to go out there and recruit more women to show that, you know, we can host an all women's tournament. It is possible. I think, yeah, it has sparked a little bit of more of a conversation more than it was being talked about before. It was only negative before. Uh, Why isn't it happening? Like why is coed three, three now? So hopefully this shows the guys on the East, you know, it's possible. We can do it too. Like the West can do it. We can too.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's what I was kind of looking at. Like it, like I think the question I might have re asked or rephrased it was: Did how, how does it change the scope of the situation as it is now? And are people looking forward to the next one, whether that's you know a couple months from now, next year? That was a good answer. on the, let's see what happens come round one. You know, if we get more people uh, registered and and people showing up and and putting in the the time, that's all you know, right? It's not really like a. I don't know if that's is that like a more of a qualitative answer, qualitative type yeah, question. Yeah,
1: so, uh, more so quantitative, but yeah, no, for sure. And then no matter where, like you know, we could have. 10 women, you know, come into USA Dodgeball now because they're still going to have people that are complaining. You know, it, it's just inevitable that's going to happen. You're going to find someone that's complaining at all points, but we, I guess we just kind of need to tone them out and and focus on, I guess, growth internally. That would be my biggest takeaway is um, just, just keep focusing on growing it yourself. But, you know, the way I see it, people are going to complain regardless. Uh, we just need to be, I guess, the trail setters, you know, uh, set the, set the pace for the East and, and hope for growth. That's the most we can do.
0: Yeah. Just set the trend and, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And kind of like we said, already, Like it's, you you did one last year. There was a demand for a women's only this year did that one. So let's see what we can do next. And, um, just have that mentality of let's just keep focusing on, on providing a solution and, and not noise. So, Good stuff. I'm sorry it was really flaky this week, but uh, a lot going on. But I'm glad we got to do this because I I didn't want to let it go. I think it's a really big deal. And, um, yeah, I want to – whatever I can to help promote the positive uh, actions of the Dodgeball community, I'm down to do. So thanks for reaching out to me too and putting this on my radar. Yeah, no,
1: um, I I just reached out to you mainly because uh, I think this was definitely something that should have been talked about. we didn't really spam it on Dodgeball Family because, like, Jake and Mark are getting super, like, antsy on, like, what we're posting there now. So, I didn't want to, like, get in trouble with them about posting right. about the East Coast women. Um, but, yeah, no, it was it was a great turnout, lots of fun. Um, and something I forgot to mention was I was honestly kind of shocked with the number of spectators we got. We had a crap ton of guys show up, um, whether significant others of some players or not. You know, there to support either their teammates or um, just the women in general. Matt Levine came with um, Alfred Kwan and, and Jenny. Then Joe Tatch was there with Sam Ashley. It was just a great turnout. I think Billy was there too, actually. Huh.
0: Nice. That's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, that's, like I said, just do more than just comment on the threads. Show up, you know, spectate, um, show support. Um, it goes a long way, so that's cool, man.
1: That's yeah, really cool. the support was definitely a big thing for the ladies, I feel, you know, that was one of the main things I heard consistently through the day, and I think some of them were kind of shocked as to how many guys actually came out to watch.
0: That's awesome. I think that's all I really wanted, like I said, uh, definitely want to have you on um, at a separate time, either on you know some like actual panel discussions, recaps, or at least one-on-one as well. So what I'll do is I, I think we'll just go ahead and pause this section here, and then we'll <laughs> move on to uh, Amanda and uh, and Jenny all right so in this segment i am joined by amanda and jenny and before i go on um guys why not you just go ahead and introduce yourselves starting with you amanda uh full name and uh team you play for or what you're known for
2: so i am amanda natalie slash decker got married in october haven't officially changed it yet um but i play for royale for women's and night shift for co-ed
0: i was wondering if i could can i finally start calling you amanda decker now like
2: I mean, it was Team Decker in the in the women's draft, so that's why I felt the need to add it in because people, if I said Team Natalie, they'd be like, "Who was that?" But it's not officially changed yet on like paperwork and whatnot.
3: But either one works. I also, but my I also feel like your Facebook name uh, name is like Ashley, so people are like, "Wait, wait <laughs> you have to three me. names?" <laughs> yeah, I can't. As
2: a teacher, I don't want my kids to find me, so. <laughs>
3: I'm,
0: I can, I'm reliving the whole comment thread where I, I, I forgot what I did. I said your name wrong, and I was like, I don't understand. I've known her for so long. I'm freaking out. Um, <laughs> Just for my own peace of mind, Amanda Decker yeah. from now on. Awesome. And, uh, and um, you, Jenny.
3: I'm Jenny Hodge. Um, I play on Royale for women's also. And this season, I'm going to be playing with Hello for co oh.
1: <laughs>
3: So unfair. <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah, if like they this... need to
3: get any better.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Um... I'm I'm just happy they want me. <laughs>
0: it's good to be wanted. Um all right, yeah. Actually sidebar conversation. Need to have a um a women's shakeups episode soon now because that would have been a big one to catch.
3: Yeah, this season there's gonna be I think a lot on the east actually. Yeah.
0: Well, I will definitely maybe we can maybe we can attach that to the end. Um, depending on where this conversation goes. But basically, um Wanted to, well, first of all, thank you guys so much for being willing to hop on and, and talk, especially since it was kind of last minute. Um, there is some subjects about this that I really wanted to cover while it was still relevant. So it being Friday night, a week or so after the tournament, um, and a week from when this will be released. So first of all, thanks for, for doing that. Um, but I guess what we'll do is uh, we'll go right into it, and we'll start with you, Amanda. Um, you know, a week looking back, what was your biggest takeaway from from the tournament overall?
2: Um, I think a lot of the girls in the East, my big takeaway <clears throat> was that a lot of the girls in the East have really been playing in the off season and have grown a lot, um, over the course of the, what we've been on for like seven months now that from the last time we saw them. So <clears throat> I think there were, um, a couple people who I didn't expect to come out and play as well as they did. And I not trying to be rude, but just like, I don't re- remember them ever standing out to me as being like, that's someone that I need to worry about. That's a threat or anything like that. And then they just came out and played. I don't know if it was like the kind of, it was a little bit more laid back. There wasn't as much pressure. Cause it's not a, you know, elite tournament or a USA dodgeball tournament. A lot of us were there to have fun, but, um, I think the talent on the East coast has increased greatly since the end of last season. Nice.
0: And, uh, how about you, Jenny, what was your biggest takeaway?
3: um so kind of going off what amanda said the talent has definitely increased in the off season like she was saying there's people that you'd expect them to perform a certain way or play a certain role and then they've come into the draft tournament and they're put in a completely different role than what they did before and then they excelled even more Mm -hmm. so that was one definitely one of the biggest takeaways from it especially because this was the first ever east coast women's draft tournament or I think apart from outside of elite we've done like one other women's tournament um but that was 4v4 8.5 and so this was like a first off-season women's tournament with nursing and foam um so I think this is probably also the east coast second foam women's foam tournament too um so it's really interesting seeing people like being thrown into different teams and like having to learn how to play with other people as compared to like how they've played on their teams during the elite season previously. Um But it's just a lot of fun.
0: Gotcha. So this being a, like a non-US, USA dodgeball, non-elite tournament, um, you might kind of touch up on a little bit amanda but was was the present like the presentation organization overall like a pretty good tournament like do you think we'll see this in the future like will there be a demand for it or what are your thoughts on that
2: i hope so i think everyone i think abdul and frankie did a great job running it um i mean there's definitely things that i would change moving forward in the future but i don't feel like any tournament is perfect and there's always you're always looking for little things to change but there are little things i don't think anyone if you ask them like would you come back? I don't think anyone would say like, no, this was a poorly run tournament. Um, I think the feedback I heard from most people was that they enjoyed the opportunity to play with new, new people. Um, That was pretty much how I picked my team. I was like, I haven't played with this person before and I probably won't get the opportunity to, so I'm going to grab them. Um, And so I think there's definitely the possibility of having this type of tournament again. Um, I would love to see it opened up though to more people than just the East. I understand that for the first one wanting to, of contain it to all the women in the east um but i loved being able to travel travel out to the west coast and um playing with a lot of those women that i wouldn't normally get the chance to so i'd love to be able to see in the future having it open to south women or west women from the west or um you know some of the other women from the north who don't typically play in the east with us um would love to see them come out if they had the option to
0: nice so in terms of like <clears throat> excuse me getting the same attention that have um I don't know how else I'm to come across coming across this, but when I was talking to Abdul earlier, he mentioned he had done this for men slash open, and then there was like a almost like an outcry, but there was a lot of people asking, "Hey, are you gonna do one for women's as well?" And sometimes, um, and this is what I really can't wait to go into later on is just sometimes women's just given like the, the wayside, like they're an afterthought. Did you guys feel like?
3: Yeah. Yeah, just just, we'll
0: we'll get there. But did you feel like that wasn't the case with this? Like, this is something you already said you want to see non East players coming to. So, is that fair to say that this is?
3: So, like, I actually I think this was really nice for the first tournament of this style, like for the women's. That it was nice that it was just the East Coast. Like, we reached out to a lot of the Canadian players that had played in the East, but their provincials was the same weekend. So a lot of them couldn't make it and come out. Um, but I do think that, like like Amanda was saying, like it would be good to open up and make something bigger. But there has been like a demand for something like this for a little while. So it's nice that it's coming to and happening now. And I feel like more and more people would be excited about it.
2: Nice. Yeah. We had a few... Um a few players who had never played before in an elite tournament i think we had three different players who this was like their first um experience outside of their rec leagues and from what i hear none of them were on my team but from what i hear they all loved it they all had a great time um and i think they would be willing to come back and try it again if we did it again in the future and i think that's kind of the hope is that this is the kind of tournament that can you know kind of open the door to something a little bit more competitive because I think if they had jumped right into a USA dodgeball tournament where they're playing against the likes of Matt Levine, Jeff Geo, Mike McGee in a co ed situation, they might be scared away from it as in their first as their first go around. But this was kind of a nice um, way to introduce it to them.
0: A nice way to show especially them. Especially
2: because
3: oh. oh sorry. I just do no, <laughs> <laughs> um I was just gonna say that especially because it's a draft style tournament. It means that you're not being piled up against like, oh, a stacked team, and then like a team that's not got as strong of a chance. Like all of the talent is spread out over multiple teams. So I think it really helps like for those new players that did come in, to start in on that experience. So then you're not feeling overwhelmed by like teams that have played together for multiple years. Okay. Um, and then also, kind of stemming off from the comments before is that. So this was actually, I think it was, like, an invitation only. So Frankie and Abdul had kind of said, like, oh, we kind of want, like, 36 women. Um, and so I think it was more, like, closed off. They had, like, a certain amount of people that they asked, and then, then they approached more people after. Um, and then I think it was, like, once we were actually trying to fill up the last couple of spots, then it was, like, seeing who would be willing, who would, like, like to learn and like get a chance um to play so i think if it was opened up more we could have potentially actually had more people turn out for it
0: nice yeah i've always wondered like um i think it's like i made up some kind of random statistic when i ran to some dodgeball but it's like for every 10 players one of them is actually going to respond really well to taking a beating and not doing well and want to come back the rest are just like this is dumb f this i'm never doing this again so being able to slowly introduce like these three rec players that you guys mentioned into what competitive dodgeball looks like but doing so in a random format I'm sure is um probably a really good way to go and you guys remind me of when I was talking to um Ashley of how like Shelby reached out saying I remember being placed on this random draw team with Ash um with um Ashley and she had a blast and like the pressure wasn't really there for her to perform um and now we have Shelby who's who's becoming a pretty uh, solid staple in the west so um probably something I'll, I'll speak more to, um, in the next section. Um, but as far as, cause you guys kind of touched a little bit, a little bit, you did reach out to Canadian players. You'd like for this to be opened up to other regions Were there, were there any non East, uh, division women playing at all? Or is this just strictly, uh, East, East coast?
2: Um, so uh, like Jenny mentioned, we invited a couple of the Canadian women, a handful of them who've played in the East in the past, whether, most of them played with clash. Um, but I think there was another, team potentially at nationals that had some canadian women on it that wasn't clash i could be wrong
3: um it was the the wildlings yeah
2: okay i was i thought so but i wasn't sure but just like typically they tend to play in the east or they've played in the east before so we figured it wasn't a stretch to ask them to travel down for this tournament um and then a couple what would be typically considered the north women so jenny's one of them um the women that are in ohio but since the, the north doesn't have an established women's or co-ed division they just finally towards the end of the last season did it but girls in or women that have for years been coming to the east so i guess
3: they're technically considered east even though they're realistically in the north um yeah yeah technically there, there was like five of us from um ohio that came down but all of us have played the C, the east region last year um and they don't have a women's team in the north so i would technically consider them east coast players Right. We you. also reached out to um, Bev Rivas, and she was initially going, but um, she ended up having to pull out the last minute. But she technically lives on the East Coast um, as she's on, uh, like, down in Atlanta. Is it Atlanta? Yes. I oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought you were saying, sorry. Oh, <laughs> but I was going to say, like, when she played in the East region, she was playing on Clash when she could make it, but Fuego was her yeah um like this is
0: my team nice yeah she's uh <laughs> so she She does live in the south right even though she
3: technically the well, east but i think well it's i think georgia's still considered because i know when brick squad were a team they were all kind of came from georgia atlanta that's where like chris wheeler um is from gotcha
0: yeah because i remember. I remember like just knowing or associating with, with West, but I knew that she did have some kind of a East slash South uh, tie-in. Um, that's, that's from maybe a a couple years ago. Yeah. Now, wow. Season two, I think. Um, well, um, kind of moving into just like the, the event itself. So, and we can start with the Amanda, but were there, um, some players that you think, um, we're going to hear about come round one, like you mentioned, um, you Kind of like this expectation that you know people are going to kind of take it easy or maybe not take it as seriously, but you sound like you might have been a little bit surprised. Um, does anybody come to mind or and it could be known players too, but just like who are we gonna see and hear about later? So, the
2: one that stands out to me the most, and it's really probably not a surprise because she ended up going first overall and she got tournament MVP, but Lisa Freed just like absolutely crushed it at the tournament. She was, was <laughs> oh god, <laughs> so. She so when Sammy picked her first, I like literally messaged Sammy because we had a little group chat happening, and I was like, You sorry, I know you're gonna have to bleep that out. (laughs) Um, I honestly didn't have her at the top of my list, I had her like third, but I was still like, If she's there when my turn comes up, I'm gonna take her because she's a steal. Um, but she just even above what I was expecting was she, I mean, she's known as a catcher and she caught everything, but her arm as well has gotten exponentially better. So mm-hmm. you didn't even have to, you weren't just worried about, is she going to catch me? You were also worried about, is she going to counter me? Is she going to get the ball right below my blocking ball and hit me in the ankles or the toes? Like she just played out of her mind. Nice. I don't think there was any doubt who the MVP was. I think it was pretty unanimous that it was her. Yeah,
0: Lisa Freed, she she was an all-star for our last year, right? Am I remember that right?
2: Uh, for the North. Yes. Okay. Because she's technically lives in the North. I don't know. Yes. Gotcha. Um, so she was the first one for me. And the other one that really stuck out to me was actually one of Jenny's teammates. It was, I think her second overall draft pick. Um, I don't want to say her name wrong. Ying Yes. She played. <laughs> so both of them were the the left corner for their team. And I played the right corner and both of them had me feeling so much pressure and like, I couldn't do anything because they both played so well. Even Yingying was making great counters. I lost count of how many times she hit out like my shins, like to the point where someone on my team was like, "You realize she's doing that every time, Amanda, right?" And I was like, "Yep." Um, (laughs) So yeah, the two of them. I mean, I don't think I think she might have been at one round, so I didn't really have a good sense of how she played until this tournament. But she played really well, um, and I was really impressed with with how she played
0: gotta love when people tell you like hey you know you're getting out this certain way i'm like yeah i know i am uh i'm experiencing like, obviously it obviously <laughs> i know <laughs> and that was uh ying ying yip i think is on yes the Facebook. yes nice. ying ying yip just all these people out just for a round one, just to so say you no know. but uh nice um and- oh good
3: oh i was just gonna say that was definitely one thing that i was kind of excited about when i drafted her because i know that so um not entirely sure if she came out to round three, but she was definitely at round one and round two, Um, but she played on uh, stealth mode. And um, so because that team didn't place very well um, in like the actual playoffs during the East rounds, you didn't actually get to see her play that much, but she had like a lot of potential. Um, And she was actually selected for the combine last year and when she came out, I was seeing her play, and I was like, I need her. I need her, on my team. If she doesn't go, I'm picking her up. She's a sneaky player. <laughs> nice. That's but cool. um, I also wanted to give, like, someone else that really stood out um, was Michelle Radley. I know she plays in Royale, so we both know how she plays, and she is a clutch player, but um, I know, especially in the off-season, she's been trying to work on getting fitter um i know she's been making some posts about um how she's trying to lose some weight and she came and she went off she was just amazing to watch especially in the no sting division she was playing there and every time my team would go up against her i'd be <laughs> like okay you have to throw it together because michelle will get you and then she'll make a catch i'm like i knew michelle would do this <laughs> yeah
1: what did i yeah, just tell she you she was
3: great Nice. Every, every time I watched her when she was playing against other teams, someone would be like, oh, um, she might get out here because it's like one versus four. And I was like, no, you, Michelle's going to catch the next ball. And she yeah. catch I'm like, see, I told you, Michelle's going to catch the next ball. And then her throwing has improved a lot during the off season too. So
2: yeah, I want to she- give a shout out to Michelle. She did great for sure.
0: Nice. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of um seemingly out of nowhere posts of just like her getting after it and um, it's cool to watch. It's really cool to watch when somebody just kind of begins that transformation process and you see that like that hunger and that drive and then hearing, you know, the outcome from a tournament, even, even in recap is, is really cool. So that's awesome. Um, I'm looking at, so this was random draw, obviously. Um, Did you guys like have team names or was it just like your last name since you were the captain or how did, how did that whole thing work out?
2: Yeah, it was just last name. Team team Hodge, Team Barrett, Team Decker. Um, I think every, most teams came up with, like, a little play on the last name that was, like, their cheer. Like, Tasha was Mabin's Mafia. Uh, Quova, Mine I think, was Fluffy Bunnies. <laughs> of course <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, ours one of the girls was like whenever we cheered it was decked out so like i think we know one, we all were team whatever by our last name but then we all just kind of had little things that little like uh plays on our last name that we used unless you were jenny and you were just fluffy bunnies <laughs> <laughs>
0: any reason for the uh fluffy bunnies just just because
3: it's just something that i think it actually stemmed from like alfred and i uh back for like the past four years just like whenever we do like random tournaments you always see these names that are like crush it or death ball <laughs> like, we're team fluffy bunny oh, yeah. we were that <laughs> so at like one, of we, the, one of yeah, the yeah they call it classic yeah <laughs> I think so sorry, like I every every team we said like every team that we're on that's like outside of the competitive like rounds we're like we're team fluffy bunny <laughs>
0: Nice. I think I remember. Um, might have been maybe it was your um interview, Jenny. Where I think I remember something like that, where to counteract all the, like the brutality and the uh the the dark and black overtones and and the metal, so to speak, of dodgeball. You have teams like Fluffy Bunnies yeah. trying to counter counterbalance that. But then here you are. I'm assuming you guys won, right? I'm looking at two medals, so.
3: Yeah, we won. So we won the no sting division, and then we won the overall tournament.
0: Oh, okay. So how did? Is it because of placement with foam then, or kind of like
3: the classic? Uh, yes. Okay. So we actually there was kind of like a three way tie in regards to overall um, <laughs> because it was it was close. It was so because my team finished first in no sting, and then Sammy, uh, and then third in foam and then Sammy's team finished first in foam, but third in no sting. And then Amanda's team finished second in both. Um, I think they went off of who got, so it was narrowed down by who got the higher place uh, placement. And then it was done by um, the amount of games that you won and lost. Um, So like in the playoffs rounds, I think that's what Frankie told me was, if you had the least amount of games that you had lost, then you uh you won the tie. So my team won the tie.
1: <laughs>
0: nice. Okay, cool. So it wasn't like you guys just steamrolled everybody. It was this looks like a pretty pretty hard fought battle. Oh
3: yeah. Obviously my team steamrolled everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: with with fluffy fitness.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Gotcha. Um so I mean I'm, I'm I'm guessing your team you play second overall then. Is that where that puts you? Is that where you run up number two <laughs> or
2: I don't know how the we, we didn't like get a breakdown of who came second and third overall based off this I'm guessing we would have come third because okay. Sammy also had a first in a in the tie for third that got would have gotten her probably second.
3: Um, yeah, I think that's how Frankie explained it to me.
2: But we did place second in both divisions. So we lost we made it to the finals in both and lost both. <laughs>
3: it's like the ko season yes exactly it was my life two years ago flashing before my eyes again <laughs>
2: oh, so close that. yet so far
0: not to bring up uh bad memories i think you were
3: like seated first too
2: and yeah we, can't, we were seated first in in bracket play for both of them just couldn't make it happen well ko
3: 2018
0: r.i.p um that's cool, I'm looking at some of these photos, and it's really cool just seeing like a mixture of jerseys um Jenny with your goat, and i I don't know who this person is, but she's wearing venom and then precision um so that's really cool. it's like a, a chance to showcase what team you're you're from and and have a good time um oh, good
3: Oh, I was just gonna say we we were going to um like we were talking about, and like I heard some teams might have like coordinated colors or like what they were gonna wear. And I, w- I just said to her, I was like, in regarding what we're wearing, I was like, wear whatever you want, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Cause I don't want it to be where I give you something or tell you to wear something. And you're like, this top is too tight. Or I was like, whatever makes you comfortable to be the best that you can be. Nice. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Um, let's real quick go into, and we can start with you Amanda, just like overall highlights from like great plays or, um. like the first few things that might come to mind
2: um so i think the biggest highlight and i know i've already said this i think the biggest highlight for me was just being able to play with people that i normally wouldn't have played thinking back on it like i played with nicole napoli years ago she was a part of um ko for the first year um and i played with her before that but i haven't played with her in a while um and i played with alexa at like a very small tournament but I think the biggest highlight for me was like, I'm probably never going to get the chance to play with Sandy or Emma or um, any of the other uh, Justine. Like I'm, and I probably won't ever get the chance to play with Nicole again. So it was the biggest highlight was getting the opportunity to play with these girls that I've always had a lot of respect for and seen across the court. So to be able to play on the same team as them, that was probably the biggest highlight. And I know that's not what you were going for, but that was by far my favorite part of this whole tournament was just the opportunity to play with them. Um, Biggest highlight in terms of plays though. um, The one that sticks out the most to me, I don't even remember if it was in round Robin or if it was in bracket play, but it was probably against Sammy Barrett's team. um, And I'm pretty sure I was out at that point. um, But my team still had like four people in against Sam Girardi and she just played 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 our team up. She like made a catch, brought someone back in, made another catch, brought someone back in. So it was like three on out- foam. Was it in foam? It might have been. I can't remember. It probably. It. I just know that I was like going into it like, all right, we got four people in. She, there's one there. Like we're gonna do this, and we like threw a lot of balls at her, and she dodged them all, and then tried again, and she caught someone, but didn't get out, and then tried again, and she caught us again. And I was just like, mother trucker. So. <laughs> She that probably stands out to me the most. Um, She had a really great game, but I mean, there, it's hard to like pick one moment. Lisa Freed had so many big catches. Found out that she can do the whole like underhand windmill thing. She faked me out with one play, and I was like, oh, she's faking me out. She can't really do that. And then she smoked me the next, the next one because she really could. And I was like, oh, god. Um But yeah, I feel like there was just like. There was constantly big plays happening, big catches, big hits. It's hard to to pinpoint. Michelle Radley had so many great catches. Um, Sandy almost had a fantastic catch to end the Oh, that tournament.
3: was so heartbreaking.
2: <laughs> if you, yeah, if you watch the live stream, um, if we won, it would take it to game seven or to the game that would decide, like, who would win. And if we lost, Sammy's team would win. They'd have an extra win over us. And she – her and Emma, I think it was, like, whittled down Sammy's team. Honestly, I was, like, didn't think we had a great shot at winning it, but they whittled it down, and someone makes a catch and brings Sandy back in, and then it sounded just Sandy, and she kind of is on her knees looking for a catch, and she bobbles it off her chin and lays out for it, and I was the next one in. And so I watched her catch it, and I immediately go in, and then they're blowing their whistles, the rest are blowing the whistles, and they're like, game over, game over, and you can see it on the live stream, she's just so defeated, she like rolls over, I had to pull her up because she didn't want to get up, Um, so it was almost a highlight, probably, she's probably a little upset that I'm (laughs) mentioning it here, but uh, yeah, there was a lot of great...
3: It was one of those where like, you reach out for it, and like, your elbows hit the ground, and you have like, the balls just by the tip of your fingers, and it was just like, as she's securing it, she hits the ground and the ball pops up because oh. it touches the ground. Like, yeah. oh! And <laughs> and it was the last play that then got, was it, wasn't that the last play that then Sammy yeah, won on we, it?
2: If she had brought me in and I had happened to win the game, then I think we would have gone to one more because at that point it would have been tied. But yeah. because she lost, because we didn't win, I don't want to say she lost it because she didn't lose it oh. for us, because we didn't win, Sammy's team won that game and won uh film i think i swear that was you guys were even it was even steven oh well even better we would have won the and we would (laughs) have but yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh what a you that well that's the other great thing is like anyone who's interested in watching alfred was awesome and live streamed the one court the whole day so pretty much i think all of the not all but most of the uh Bracket play was on was live streamed. Obviously, there was times where it was happening on both courts And so you can't see all the games, but all of the finals matches were on that court. I believe so
0: nice
3: mm-hmm.
2: correct.
0: That's actually answered one of the Excuse me. One of the questions I kind of had coming up is like is there footage out there that we can look up and, and Potentially pick from for other reasons, but nice. So you said Alfred Kwan helped make that happen Yeah, he didn't yeah, get we, shut down mid game like last time <laughs>
3: no <laughs> we he had a live stream going the the entire day nice. um i think part of it was live streamed to there's like a east dodgeball uh page so i think it was like part of it was in that but i'll have to double check otherwise we will probably share it on other um other pages just so more people can see it
0: awesome um cool well um how about you jenny what um Any any other highlights come to mind for you?
3: It's hard to pick out some in particular. Just, it's like what Amanda was saying like, it's nice playing with people that you haven't played with before or seeing other people play and they've gotten a lot better. Um, The catching in this tournament was unreal. Like, I think in almost every game that I watched, there was probably two or three catches per game, and that was for every team. And and they weren't just catches where it was like, oh, they aiming for the gut and then just happened to catch it. It There was some nasty catches. All right. On. That just
2: reminded me of a really great play by one of the rec players. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I think there's it? a clip of it floating around. It's against you. So this new girl, her name is Cassie Jackson. She's one of the rec players. She played on Sammy's team. I don't know if it was in the bracket play or if it was in um, round robin, but it was you and Yingying versus her, and she threw and hit oh, you I did. yeah, as she throws at you, Yingying counters and she turns and catches Yingying. So she ended the game against you and Yingying, which I don't think anyone was expecting.
3: Yeah, she I was. We were coming up to. Um, throw and I remember she threw at me and it was like I was like oh I'll try and go for it but as I was tracking the ball I was like oh well it's too low but then I just it like hit me in the perfect (laughs) spot like right on my knee I just look over and then she's got a ball in her hand and I was like she just threw and then I realized it was yinging fall and I was like oh my god that's so clutch yeah she had a clutch play for sure
0: that's awesome. She just threw. This is not possible. oh, catch. got it.
2: Yeah, and it like to make the catch against the two strongest players on that team, like the team that goes to overall the team that overall wins it all, like she had to feel good about herself after that. It was awesome.
0: I'll bet, especially after you guys kinda of talked about Yingying Ying and, and started talking to her strengths. So um
3: Yeah. Sorry to cut you uh, off, Jenny. Oh no, sorry. Right. But that was that was something that like I don't know if it' might sound bad or whatnot but like a big highlight for me was especially like in the nursing division was that so I obviously drafted this team and I was like really excited to play with people and um, going into it I was like okay I want you to tell me where you feel comfortable where you feel like you'll be utilized more and um, like Triana was saying that she Prefers to be in the right corner even though like during the season she played in the middle so I was like you know what I'm going to give you a chance I'll stick you in the right corner I'll take my usual spot that's that right wing and then next to me I had Kaja um I have no idea how to say her last name so I'm sorry Kaja um and then next to her was Alex um I want to say and then Joanne Esteban and Ying Ying on the left corner so when we was trying to go out things weren't quite working like every game that we played in we'd either tie it out or we'd just narrowly lose it so we actually had seeded uh we were the sixth seed going into the no sting bracket um and I think it took like the last round robin game that we played where I was like okay I feel like some there's some things off like we switched some players in and out and then I saw Triana wasn't feeling as comfortable. So I was like, right, I'll take the right corner. I want you to step in. And that was, we did that on one of the last games around Robin. And as soon as we did that, all of a sudden the team clicked. And then we went into obviously seeding six. So we had to play first. So we didn't get a buy in. And we played. And I think we won against Tasha's team. I want to, I think it was Tasha's team, four to one. And it was every game that we played, I think we lost the first game and then we won four games straight in a row. And it was as soon as we switched that out and I took the corner and Triana was in, she was making the most clutch catches ever. And they were right on the shins and um, and like off of her toes, those kind of catches. And then, so we took that game four to one and then um I can't remember the team that we played next um but the team that we want to go oh I think it was Ashley um Ashley Guevara's team and I think we took her team to 4-1-2 and then when we got to the finals we're all just like I think a really smooth like working machine and then did we win 4-0 no four again? I think was
2: it we four took four two one? games <laughs> off you it was at least 4-1 I not
3: 4-2. I, I just know that we won four games yeah because <laughs> so, we had to win it but it it was nice going into it because like I said use round robin like I approach every game as like it's a new game you shouldn't think about what happens in the past like every game's a new a new experience a new chance to better yourself and so every time we use Brown robin like one of my one of the members of my team was like oh we lost that one i was like don't think of it as a loss like we're just practicing we're practicing like kind of play together so it was nice that it took us like it may have taken us until we just started the playoffs round but it was nice that as soon as something clicked then i felt like every one of my players was being utilized really well and was able to perform like the best that they could um so it was nice
0: <laughs> nice so just it took a, a couple of rounds maybe or, or or games to to get that yeah. cohesion and once that did it so, carried you guys through the rest of the tournament
3: yeah so abdul came up to me and he's like well so much for round robin like round robin doesn't mean anything and i was like it's warm up <laughs> I was like, round robin was warm up
0: <laughs> i mean that's that's good testament to how it doesn't mean anything to go from maybe last seed to second or first depending on where you guys placed so um nice Okay, cool. So I think before we move on, um, I think we're good on the actual events, uh, especially it being yeah. random draw. and um, Got some names. Uh, got some plays. I'm pretty happy there, with that.
3: There was something I wanted to clear up because I had, like, a couple of people message me, and they were like, why, like, you do realize you're spelling your hashtag wrong that says, like, no string champs. Nah. And I was like, no, it's right, because the medals that we got, it said no string champs instead of no sting champs. So the entire tournament we're like no string <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: nice all right so we'll move on to some of the other questions and i'll probably go on a little tangent about <clears throat> why i tend to shy away from this stuff and why i'm really happy you guys are here and uh we'll go from there all right so that was a recap of the first ever east coast women's draft tournament that took place on saturday february 15th and um Abdul, Amanda, and Jenny, guys, thank you so much for being uh, so flexible and willing to hop on last minute to go ahead and recap what was going on. This was definitely something that I did not want to uh, to pass up. And also a huge shout out and thank you to Abdul for letting me know in advance that this was going on. Um, i pretty much set on focusing on interviews and not delving into recaps just yet. But um, I did appreciate the chance to shake off the cobwebs and start speaking recaps because obviously with the rounds finally being announced, I'm, I'm knowing what my calendar is looking like. But um, this is part one of what I'm eventually going to separate as a part two segments. Uh, so we're going to get into part two uh, in another episode that I'll be releasing shortly after this one. So if you are at all interested in some of the uh, more, uh, I don't say rabbit holes, but um, some of the elements I really wanted to touch on um, with Amanda and Jenny, then, then I definitely recommend uh, checking out the next episode. I guess part two of this one. So anyway, I am rambling. I'll let the episode speak for itself. So if you're still with me, thank you so much for, being, for doing so, for being there. And uh, for those of you that were able to draft uh, some really quick questions, I appreciate that as well. So that all being said, have a great uh, rest of your uh, evening, a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time. Um just uh I'm also doing a sound check, so just, just tell me about your day real quick. Oh, uh it's been a great day, Steve. I'm in the
1: financial audit, so pulled <laughs> off a eleven hour shift at work and on the tail end of sixty five hours of the week. So it's, it's been a solid week. How about you?
0: That's that's great. That's why you're rethinking your career choice. I got it now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I decided well, coming from Pakistani origin, Steve, uh from birth, my two options, according to my mother, was either become a doctor or an engineer. I hate science. I don't like physics enough to be an engineer, so I said, "The kind of looks cool." And then here we are now.
0: Nice. That might make the outtakes. <laughs>